coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas. The right side is the winning side. The late move is the correct move. Sports betting capital of the world. We all know when a sharp like me weighs in, the lines move. It's a party for your ears. <laughs> This is The Buffet with Chad and Scooch. I want to buy that guy a buffet. Hello and welcome to The Buffet with Chad and Scooch. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. On the phone with me from the Orleans representing all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada is Bob Scucci, and we're going to get to him in one second, but I have so many things to talk about first. First, um, we're going to announce the winner of the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. We're going to have that winner on. Scooch and I are going to talk about the action on this topsy-turvy roller coaster game. We're going to make our picks. The famous Cousin Sal is going to be on the show today. And I need to remind everybody, go to actionnetwork.com. Check out what we're doing. You got a massive Super Bowl 52 betting package. Everything from entertainment props to matchup by matchup analysis to uh, our leans on the game from a lot of our writers. And of course, don't forget, at Action Network HQ, 5 p.m. Eastern, Super Bowl Sunday, our Super Bowl pregame show, Chalk Talk, All the betting you can stand with none of the annoying stuff in pregame shows. You got to check it out. Check it all out at Action Network HQ, 5 p.m. Eastern, Super Bowl Sunday pregame show. Boom. We deliver when it comes to betting content. My man, Scooch, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Chad? All right, listen, here's what we got to talk about. We had so many freaking entries. It was amazing. Like... So many entries. I didn't even. I, I like. I, I was floored. And what's great is um, the creativity behind these. How amazing is the creativity in some of these? From a the from from the way they are crafted, but also the research people send in is astounding. That's what amazed me the most is that they not only put some thought behind the prop, but they they put the research in to back it up and, and included some, some graphs and charts and uh, all kinds of statistics. I, I mean, it was really, really well done. I love it. I, it's, it's one of my favorite things that we do every year. Um, I need to, I need to call some of these out. So here's a prop from uh, Bill Greaser, Greiser. Bill didn't win. Sorry, Bill. Um, but I, it is worthy of reading it out on the podcast because of the work he put into it. I, I made a special note of this. At any point in Super Bowl 52, will one of the teams demonstrate, demonstrate quote, Minnesota nice, unquote, by declining a penalty? He wrote no plus 380, yes minus 420. But then he did a um, bar chart, the number of NFL playoff games since 2015 for each number of declined penalties. So uh, there were... One declined penalty in 15 games, two and seven, three and three, four and one. Um, number of decline, number of games by quarter of first declined penalty. So, like, when was the first declined penalty happening? It was. Um, it's amazing. It's it's totally amazing. He wrote a wonderful note to us, uh, and so I'm really impressed with sort of his support and enthusiasm for this. 
Um, what do you think of that prop? Yeah, yeah, no, I we the team and I kind of went through a bunch of them. I, I sifted through and kind of filtered them down, and that was one of them that uh, the team and I were looking at as to whether we, we'd put it up on the board and how we'd put it up, and we were thinking of maybe putting it up with uh, just an over under one decline penalty, and then just put odds on that and the, the the chances of it falling on one were pretty great, which would have been a push. So, I, I mean, we, we, we looked at all these from a, a bookmaking uh, point of view as well, but that was here's a good a, one. I liked it. Here's another one that I love. This was from uh, Brian Yu, whose proposal was a big baller bet. Will at least three offensive players with first or last names beginning with B score a rushing or receiving touchdown? The prop is for the number of players that score the rushing or receiving touchdowns, not for the total amount of touchdowns scored by the players. Um, here's what I liked about this email. It wasn't so much the prop, uh, although props to you, Brian, for sending it in. Uh, he wrote this. After listening to last year's Prop Bet podcast, I thought the winner of the contest sounded familiar. So I looked him up. His name was Evan Young through social media, and it turned out they knew each other through mutual friends. Thanks for the unlikely connection, and keep up the good work. I kind of feel like why not, that I'm like I'm Casey Kasem when I'm reading these. <laughs> yeah, right? But here's what's great. So Brian, you sends this email, and it's fantastic, and talking about Evan Young and the connection. And what do we have? We have a prop from Evan Young. How great is that? Here's a prop from Evan Young. Um... Let's see. I hope you're well. This year flew by. See my submission. Um, moon landing field goal prop. Will the sum of the two longest field goals made be over or under 96 yards? Um, if only one field goal is made, the under wins. Apollo 11 was the space flight that landed the first two humans on the moon. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were aboard the Lunar Module Eagle on July 20th, 1969. Armstrong proclaimed the Eagle has landed. When I think of moonshots with regards to football, booming long field goals comes to mind. Um, two astronauts landed on the moon on 7 1969. 7 plus 20 plus 69 equals 96. Um, and then he's got a whole bunch of other notes and statistical background. God, that's good, Evan. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He came pretty close to being the only two-time winner, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's really impressive. Like, the moon landing, the creativity, the phraseology, the math, the extra notes. Uh, I think we should clap for Evan. Yeah, for sure. Let's clap. I'm I'm clapping. You can't, you can't hear it, but I'm clapping. Why, why can't I hear it? <laughs> is it because now I'm hearing honking outside my window that is so loud? I can yeah. concentrate. Exactly. Um, all right, hold on. There was uh, there's a couple guys who who put in multiple entries that like more than five entries or five or more. Uh, that yeah. was Royce Hall and Eric Biggio. Royce's uh, were particularly interesting because at one point one of his entries included like the stock price of U.S. Bank Corp, which I thought was really, really well done. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't get that very often. So yeah. All in all, like, um, oh, we forgot. So, Eric, so did you see Eric Biggio's? I did, did see Eric Biggio's. So he was a former, uh, he used to run the sports book at the Aria. No way. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I like his little PS on who's going to work the longest, and he listed all of the uh, all of the team members at the Orleans uh, sports book. And I'm making myself a big favorite that day to to work the most hours. So just just so he knows. Well, we should call them out. So it's Bob Scucci, Rick Reinhardt, Dan Garcia, Jake Colith, uh, Didas Concepcion, and Linda Cross. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we know that Linda, by virtue of working with you. Uh, is basically on 24-7 in a tortured state, even when she's not in the office. She deserves a special, uh, an award for that, for for what she does in putting up with me. And then then Jake also. I mean, Jake... 100%. Jake Jake also gets the brunt of it. Jake is like an angel. Yeah. (laughs) He is just the best. He's making things go over there. Um, All right, guess what it's time for? The, The winner. It's time for the winner. Uh, the winner. Should we get him on the phone, Michael? Should we call him? And let me and let me just preface it be, because you you did mention the creativity involved. It's not so much just the prop itself and, and whether or not it's complicated or, or or you know how creative that part of it is. It's also the name that gets associated with it. Like like last year, the Millennial Falcon won it. You mentioned Evan Young. Uh, it, you know. On itself, it was just the total number of Matt Ryan's uh, pass attempts times his number of completions. I mean, in itself, it wasn't that uh, complicated, but it was the, the the fact that they named it the Millennial Falcon, and, and that had such relevance, too, that that kind of pushed it over the top. And that's kind of the same thing with, with this one. Why don't we let the guy come on so he okay. can talk about it? Absolutely. What do you think of that? Sounds good to me. Okay, it is time to announce the winner of our, I don't even know what annual year this is, Scooch, but it's the winner of our annual Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. And as everybody knows, we love this contest, and we just went through all the people who tried to win and did not, but their entries were really amazing and and fantastic, and we appreciate everyone playing along. but the winner blew us away with his creativity, uh, with how he pandered, and the um, simplicity of his prop, which is important to Scooch because it's complicated to get to just write these things on the board in lights. Uh, the winner, a lawyer from Los Angeles, California. His name is Arash Sadat. Welcome, Arash. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This is uh, this is really cool. So um, I appreciate that, especially in light of you know how how great the previous winners have been. This is just it's really an honor. Scoop, say hello to Arash. Hey, Arash, good job. I, I really like your prop and actually props because you you did send a couple of other suggestions, but uh, I, I really love the sim- simplicity and the creativity surrounding uh, what you called the prop and how you arrived at it. So. Uh, uh, why don't you tell us what the prop is and uh, kind of how you came up with it and uh, just kind of your thoughts uh, uh, surrounding it? Sure. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Scooch. Yeah, so um, I think I think first and foremost, as as Chad just mentioned, I figured pandering would be the, uh, the best way to go in order to <laughs> sort of maximize my chances of winning. We are so um, <laughs> transparent and like it's not even it's not even funny. um yeah no i i i definitely well i do remember a a prop a few years ago that was based on the the letters in the word uh orleans 
So I, it's, that was sort of in the back of my head. So, um, but but seriously though, I, I sort of I, I think about that saying a lot, and then the the saying is the right side is the winning side. Um, I've heard Chad say it quite a few times, and uh, I mean honestly, it's just really a great way to sort of troll someone who just took a bad beat, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, for sure. I, yeah. So I, I remember a few years ago that happened to me, and I was I was talking to my friend Karthik. Uh, he also listens to the pod. He's sort of like my sports gambling buddy. And uh, after I took the bad beat, I'm complaining about it. He looks me in the eye and he says, come on, dude, the right side is the winning side. Um, <laughs> and as as you sort of expect, that caused me to, um, you know, go into sort of like a, a lengthy and impassioned speech about how, how that was wrong. So um, basically, I just wanted to come up with a prop that would that would test the validity of it. Um, and, you know, I thought about doing, you know, team with the most first downs to win the game, team with better the better yards per play average to win the game. But um, I sort of figured that total yards uh, would be a little bit less complicated for better. So the prop was uh, the right side is the winning side, question mark, um, and team with most yards from scrimmage to win the game. So that was sort of the thinking behind it. Um, I, I yeah. sort of I also I also thought and, and this is. It, it, it reminded me of one of the sort of classic Super Bowl props, which is, will either team score uh, three times unanswered? Um, yes. And it reminded me of that because it's sort of counterintuitive, right? The answer isn't necessarily, or the proper handicap, rather, isn't necessarily what you think. Because um, right. I think most people would think, you know, most yards, team's going to win. It's pretty easy. But I think in reality, it, 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 you know, the, it doesn't work out that way all the time. So a couple uh, things here. Oh, go ahead, Scooch. Go ahead. No, and, and that's what drew me to the prop as well. From a bookmaking standpoint, we're always looking for things that look very obvious and can entice the public, but usually it turns out the other way. And the prop that you just referenced was the exact one that, that I was thinking of that we you know first put up 20 years ago that when the public first saw it, uh, you know, it looked r- real easy. You know, will either team score three times, three consecutive times, uh, you know, three unanswered scores? And everyone said, said no, they're not going to score three unanswered. There's, these are two good teams, not realizing how often it happens. Now, after having that prop up for so many years, I think people have kind of picked up on it. But this is another example of something that looks very obvious that may not be as obvious as it seems. So what's interesting here is there's a few things that I want to say. Uh, number one, that was that's the one we chose. The right side is the winning side, uh, and it's the team with most yards from scrimmage wins the game. Yes, minus one eighty. No, plus one sixty. Um, here's your quote: You did a little research, and it turns out the team that loses the yardage battle wins more often than you think. This postseason, the winning team has lost the yardage battle in five of ten games. I'm guessing Scooch would generate a decent amount of square action on yes even if he shaded the line a little bit. All accurate, all true. You also had a prop, a submission. I'm a, I'm a buy that guy a buffet, which I love that you spelled out I'm a I-M-M-A <laughs> as one word, like yeah. in Scooch's Jersey, uh, Jersey accent. Um, and then, uh, so then there was um, when all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Either team to lead by 21 plus points in the fourth quarter. Um, oh, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a by that guy a buffet was Lawrence guy records a sack. Um, it's funny to me that we chose the right side as the winning side, because in our Slack, one of our Slack channels, uh, uh, at action network, um, someone used the phrase because someone else said like, 
you know, sometimes good bets lose and sometimes bad bets win. Someone else chimed in the right side is the winning side. And naturally <laughs> I had to be like, don't bring your, you know, philosophy in here. There's winners and losers. There's no moral victories. <laughs> um, so Scooch, what are you going to do with this? How are you going to price this? I, I like the odds that he gave us. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with that one. Uh, like I said, because it, it's uh, it, it it favors the yes, but uh, probably not as much as the line would reflect. And I'll, I'll let the money dictate it and uh, and see where they go with it. But I but I like the fact that it's not uh, long, real long odds of something like you know minus ten dollars or a minus eight dollar prop. Uh, the ones that that are real close to you know, anywhere between minus 110 and $2 usually generate a lot more action. I mean, this is great. It is yeah. so, so great. How long did it take you to do the research, Varash? Um, probably about, I would say, like 30 minutes to an hour, maybe. Um, I didn't, it obviously wasn't super intensive. I just looked at, you know, 10 games from the postseason. So um, I'm sure, I'm sure the guys at the Orleans will have more, uh, more data at their disposal than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll look at it a little bit more. If we have to tweak it, we will. But I just off the top of the on the face of it, it looks like it's it's pretty pretty good odds. Were any of your clients um, injured in any way by the neglect you spent you, <laughs> by neglecting them to research this prop bet? You know, I, I hope not. Um, I you know, hopefully this sort of sharpened my probabilistic thinking skills, and you know, by extension, my ability to negotiate settlements. So maybe in a way, it sort of helped him. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I like the way you think about it. Yeah. Right. So, See how he turned that on you? He did. He did. He got me. He goosed me really well. Um, Arash is a former poker player turned lawyer, so you can understand why he can use phrases like probabilistic and negotiation in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Well, That's pretty good, right? Good yeah. Hey, he said he said he was. Uh, you listened to the to the show prior to prior to Scooch being on it. What what show was that? So this was. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm t- <laughs> I'm, you know, I probably should have clarified. It was before you. Yeah, started calling it the Scooch Pod, and before uh, before you Scooch were a sort of regular weekly guest. So oh, that's, okay. uh, that's probably what I should have said. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I think I think Scooch was just trying to. Be a little cocky right there and <laughs> point out that how could a show prior to Scooch have existed? I, I, I was shocked that there was another show there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Arash, what are you going to do to celebrate uh, winning this contest? How are you going to celebrate it? Um, well, aside from sort of, as I told you, my email gloating to my friends, which I've already done, um, I am going to, I'm actually going to be in Vegas uh, this weekend for a bachelor party. Um, for my friend Thomas. So um, I was hoping to just come down to the, the Orleans and, and place a bet on this prop, which is is really, really a cool thing to be able to do. So absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll have it. We'll have it up on the board. You can just kind of take a photo of it and uh, uh, send that send that out, too. Yeah, well, that'll be cool. We always we always put it up in in lights up there on our on our board. Oh, my yeah, God. No. That's awesome. I love you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah no, it's for- amazing. It's surreal. <laughs> make make sure you stop in. I'll buy you a buffet. Hey, hey, there you go. Arash Sadat, lawyer from Los Angeles, poker player turned lawyer, is the winner of the 2017-18 Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. Go to Vegas, enjoy the Super Bowl, win some money, take a picture, tweet it out, let us all enjoy it.
Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Congratulations. Well done, buddy. Thanks. Um, Scooch. Yeah. How great is that? That's awesome. I love it. That was a great story. Good for Arash. Yeah. That was a great prop. All right. Now we're going to go into Cousin Sal, and we come out. When we come out, we'll break down uh, the action of the game, and we'll get to our picks. Joining us now on the buffet from Los Angeles, you know him as Cousin Sal from the Jimmy Kimmel Show, from the Guest the Lines podcast with Bill Simmons on the Ringer Podcast Network from Against All Odds, a very popular sports betting podcast also on the Ringer, all around degeneracy and hijinks that has made him popular the world over. Cousin Sal, good to hear. Good to, good to have you on the pod, buddy. What's happening, Chad? Thanks for having me. This is fun. What do you think of that introduction? I feel like I got a lot of stuff in there. That was pretty good. You know, you said uh, the whole introduction might take 15 minutes. I was like, oh, man, I really hope he goes for it. Let's see if we can get it. But yeah, <laughs> 20, 20, 29 seconds was good enough. I think Thank I you. actually, I meant 15 seconds and I just, I, <laughs> I, I added some extra pauses in there. Excellent. Excellent. It'll work out. Hey, are you, are you sad? about this week or or in general you you happy that you know the big game's coming up because i'm more or less sad i'm i would say i would say 90 percent uh despondent about football coming to an end i'm so despondent that um yesterday i stood at the bottom of the stairs in my house and it was sunday about 11 30 normally when i'd be like hunkering down and you know with this new business like the action network i'll be doing a periscope or i'll be tweeting from the handle or like we'll be having a lot of email and slack exchanges about what our plan is going to be for the day how to drive people and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at 11 30 um i stood at the bottom of the stairs and i hit record on my phone and i yelled up to my 14 year old and mm-hmm. i said hey zach where are you and he's like i'm upstairs i'm like do you want to come down and he just yells ah <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, do you want to do you want to play chess? And he goes, no. And uh, then I realized that's what I'm going to be spending my Sundays doing until September. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the next um, what uh, thirty Sundays are going to be like that, yelling, it's, it's, yelling at Zach, begging him to play chess. It's I've good. never realized how long it takes from the end of the football season until the beginning of the football season. Right. Until yesterday at about eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> that's when it. That's when it kicked in. Yeah. I know. I had a similar thing, although I bet the Pro Bowl, yes, I was tell- telling the, uh, Simmons about this. And just I needed just one more bad beat just to close out the year. And I'm sure there's another one coming Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you followed it at all. You're probably. Yes. Oh, yes. Did, I'm right. deeply yeah. aware. You were yeah, on the so other side of that, huh? I was on the wrong side. I had the NFC, who was up 20 to 3, which, you know, I, I'm not. I, I know it's going to be a close game, even at 20 to 3. Then I get Jared Goff, who looked like, uh, you know, it was like his. Uh, the middle school year, Jared Goff in there, and it didn't didn't produce much of an offense. But just the same, they're up 23-17 with three minutes left. And Sean Payton goes for it on fourth and five at midfield. Just uh, typical Sean Payton fashion. They, they, they're not even close to converting. Uh, Derek Carr comes back and drives and and they win and and the players on both sides couldn't have been happier with the result they were so they were were so thrilled they must have known what you were doing i feel like sean payton is actually keenly aware of the point spread in almost every scenario of what will hurt people betting on the saints or against the saints the most at all times i agree i think and i think he tunes it he goes to sports action and he looks to see where the money is and he's got it hidden in his pocket. He's got his phone. He goes to the Sports Action app. And, yeah, you're right. He uh, he decides who he's going to screw over. 
Uh, you know, so we, I for for branding purposes, I need to tell you that we've changed the name to just Action. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. No, no, it's well, it's new. We just did it. We just did it last literally last week. You just did you it on have, the on the phone with me. You just did it. What we, we just did wow. it in honor just, of you. You might not even have have updated yet to get to no. the new title. I like action. I think I like action better. Now I have to say nice things about action, but that's right. great. I appreciate that. Um, but that's how I feel about Sean Payton because, of course, I also had a Super Bowl future ticket that had the Saints and the Jags going to the Super Bowl at 30 to 1. Uh, and then I had uh, a Jags ticket at 20 to 1 and a Saints ticket at 20 to 1. Mm, so yeah. it was about 130 seconds of sort of, you know, collective time away from all of that cashing and making several, several thousand dollars. Well, so that that's the point of this this game coming up. Like, how can you have a strong opinion? You have to if you're if you're looking to sell listeners or whatever views or whatever. But you have to you have to pretend you know what you're talking about. But both these teams are very lucky to be in the situation they're in. So how could you say that you know one of them is going to play differently than they did last week or two weeks ago in the uh, in the Eagles' case when they only scored 15 points? You know. It, it, it's it's a tough game. Which which way are you leaning? Or are I you was not going to say, say I com- no no I completely disagree with you. I actually oh. bet the uh, I bet the Eagles plus five and a half last week, oh, and I felt okay. I felt really really good about it. I wish I had got them at six and a half, but um, I was busy working and I couldn't like I just couldn't get down fast enough. And right. then also I was a, I was a little bit on the fence. And then I had a when I. Talk to Scooch, you know, my partner on the podcast. Yeah. Um, he convinced me that Nick Foles is just a better quarterback than sort of the line had been reflecting. And so um, it's continued to get bet down. And, like, I am happy I got the Eagles at five and a half. Well, that was smart. But uh, my, my point is, should the Eagles have been even playing? You know, Julio Jones doesn't stumble in the end zone and fall on that, on that uh, Matt Ryan rollout. I think the Falcons are in the, that game against the Vikings, and it's a different story. I, I just, I don't know. Are you, are you confident in your bet either way on Sunday? Like, are you a sixty percent confidence? I feel six. I, I, I got to tell you something. I might have convinced myself, and it might be. Remember, years ago, we're going to both date ourselves here, but we are older gentlemen now. Um, yes. When the when the Niners played the Chargers, and yep. that game opened at like fourteen. The Niners mm-hmm. were favored by like two touchdowns. And then over the course of the two weeks, it went lower and lower and lower. And like people had convinced themselves that the right. Chargers had a chance in the game, right? And mm-hmm. then, of course, the Niners open up and they score on like the first play of the game and it's a blowout. And so mm-hmm. I want to believe that I'm on the right side with the Eagles. So I'm, that's why I'm only 60%, not like 80%. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is not, and this is like very, very generic way of looking at it. But if these teams played a hundred times, what would you, maybe the Patriots win seventy times, and out of the seventy, they cover four and a half, fifty times. So you're kind of, you're kind of right where it should be, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's. I feel like if I'm gonna, I got to take a side just from for for professional reasons. I have to bet on the game, right. um, honey. I have to bet on the game. It's, you yeah, know, sure. otherwise. It's responsibility. Um, and so if I'm going to bet on the game, then I feel like the five and a half was the right side. I don't think I would do four and a half, though. Oh, you don't? Okay. So for no. this week, you would do five and a half, right? I would do five and a half. That number's gone. I can't say for certain I would do four and a half. The Patriots historically in the Super Bowls have kept their games relatively close, except for last year when they had the, you know, the, the six points only because of the overtime. Right. You haven't given me your take yet. You haven't weighed in. 
I haven't. I know. I, I really haven't decided yet. I'm leaning towards the Patriots, and only because of what you just mentioned. They played like dog crap for three quarters last year in the big game and still covered what would have been four and a half, five and a half points. And believe me, I had the Falcons. I bought the hook. I had them plus three and a half. So even even blowing the 28-3, going to overtime, I'm still, mathematically, I'm still in the game, you know, especially if they get the ball. But, yeah, we all know how it ended up. So I just, it, 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 when do you want to, because it's such a long offseason, as we pointed out, where do you want to pull your hair out less? If you bet against Brady and Belichick and won, or if you, and lost, or if you bet against the Eagles and Nick Foles arose to the occasion. I I kind of look at it like that. I know that's not a real smart, uh, sharp versus square kind of uh, way to approach it, but but that's um, that is that is the right way to look at it. So yeah. are you basically saying are you betting on? And I have said this. I'm betting on Nick Foles and Doug Peterson over Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Right. Essentially is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. I'm also saying I'm betting on the Eagles' defense. And I'm also betting on their running game over what I think is collectively an okay Patriots team. They're not like amazing. They're not one of those teams that is dynastic. They are a really good team that plays wonderfully smart situational football and has the greatest quarterback of all time and a merciless coach who um, refuses to accept any anything less than perfect. Right. Yeah, and uh, I you think know I just other... convinced myself to bet the Patriots. For <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It's so crazy. You can go back and forth, but yeah, and you know they don't factor in that ESPN article, which I'm I'm, I'm sure it still looms large in the uh, hey, let's take care of business department as far as Bill Belichick goes. I know it's stupid to consider that, but you'll consider home field advantages, three points, not not in this game, of course, but when you consider all these factors, having been to the Super Bowl before, all these things. <laughs> I would say that article counts for three quarters of a point and still still should count. You know what? I 100% agree with that. And um, when that article came out, when Seth Wickersham's story came out, we actually ran a poll on Twitter and then we did a story about it sort of indicating, does this make you more or less likely to bet on the Patriots? And especially in that first game against Tennessee because mm-hmm. they were, I think, seven-point favorites and, you know, relatively big um, favorite in the in the playoffs, and they blew them out. And the majority right. of people I spoke to, both on the square side and on the sharp side, were like, "Oh, I'm totally betting on the Patriots now. Like this is the kind of thing that they just focus in and hunker down, and they are as good as any team is going to be in this scenario." Right. Let me ask well, you this, because you, yeah. you you know better than than I do. Who are the sharps these days? The, over the years, the sharps have changed, right? Who who totally are the changed. who who are the they're not these gangsters. Although I, I find it hard to believe that. The gangsters were, were uh, had the wherewithal to get get it together and bet on the right side. I guess if you're just betting against the public, you become a sharp, or is it more involved than that? It's a little more involved than that, but these days, honestly, like it's not even like there's sharps and squares. It's more like there are sharps, there are there are sharps who don't do it professionally because they do other things. And then there are people who are just so casual that they're kind of paying attention, but not really paying attention. And they end up betting sort of like on the popular team. Um, but that middle ground, you know, information has become so democratized and 
betting on sports has become so commonplace over the last generation, like because of the internet, because it's so much more accessible with every offshore book. And like, you know, you've got a massive thing with Bovada, right? And you've got a props Mm -hmm. page on Bovada. Bovada has helped turn sports betting into something that anybody can do. And you don't have to go down to your corner bodega. You don't have to go to the alley behind the bar. Like you can get it anywhere. And so all of a sudden there is a generation of people who are like in their late 20s, 30s and early 40s who have grown up with sports betting in a way that is entirely different than what it would have been like when you and I were 15 and 16. Right, right. Okay. So, so that's those what people I are sharp too. But and then you make, have that makes it then, harder. Then you have the guy who everyone's in love with now, this guy who bet all six or maybe all seven of the right. uh, World Series games, right? And, uh, you know, had a bundle on each and you know, cleared between, this is all uh, mythical, or, or maybe it's not, I don't know, cleared between 10 and $20 million. And then uh, this same guy bets the Eagles. Are we supposed to think, because this guy who won on the baseball games, which at the top of the ninth inning and four of them could have been a coin flip, we're supposed to think he knows something about this. Like, it's very strange to me how people change, and I fall for it too, but you'll ch- almost change who you want to bet. Uh, depending on which way the squares are going and the public and all, and the sharps. It's so funny you mentioned that guy because I agree with you. Look, he's become a massive story in betting, and it's certainly a great thing to follow. Um, I I have not made a bet because of that guy, um, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that when I, I had made the bet on the Eagles already and when I heard he bet on the Eagles, I was like, huh. I feel a little better about my bet you're, right you're now. You're psyched, right? It's it's yeah. a weird thing, isn't it? Strange, like this guy is not he's not on the field. He's not a you know even to think Tom Coughlin had anything to do with the Patriots game. Like I kept saying it over. Oh, Tom Coughlin's going to find a way. It's like he's not on the field. He's certainly not playing. He's not on the sidelines. Like he's so far removed. This guy is really far removed from it, and yet we feel better or worse about our bet depending on what he put down. It's very weird. And because he's betting millions of dollars, and so right, he must know something. But the truth is. He can probably afford to lose it. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't, like, I'm betting what I can afford to lose. And so I'm very comfortable in saying what I'm betting on and Mm -hmm. making the bet that I'm making. But um, I'm also not betting so much that, like, someone should look at me and think, this guy is putting his entire life on the Eagles at five and a half. I'm, right. betting, I'm making it. In, I am making an informed decision based on the data I have in front of me and what I read on the Action Network and what I hear through sort of the bookmakers that I talk to. That's exactly. how I'm making my decision. Exactly. So, and speaking of that, I love the cartoons you guys do on the Action Network with the with the drunk guy and maybe the, the two guys in the bar, and one of them's obviously smarter than the other. Have you sat down to figure out which one actually had a better record over the? Oh my god! I don't know how the many. Drunk how, guy, how many did you make? The yeah. drunk guy fucking killed it. <laughs> he was like, I think we did him the last six weeks of the season. I think he was right. like sat seven weeks. I think he was five and two. Of course. And uh, of course, it's crazy. Was. Like I just like every single time they came out, I just started saying I just started saying fade the sober guy. You right. can't even you have to bet the drunk guy at this point. So I'm a little anxious right. to see what he does. I I mean I know he's going to be on the Patriots <laughs> this weekend. I know it. Yeah. So that's the public. The drunk guy is the public for those that the people. Drunk guy know is the done. public. Right. And the 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 sober guy is sort of the analytics guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you thought about your parlays for the weekend? I know with you and all the guys on against all odds, like that is a really big thing. So have you thought about how you're going to play these this weekend? There's so I love many it all. Parlays. Yeah. I feel like I haven't done my job unless I've lost like three or $400 before the game even starts, either on <laughs> pink, pink's hair, what color it's going to be. 
And by the way, don't overthink it. It's going to be white or yellow. Um, but you know, the, I have the coin toss mixed in with, uh, with a bunch of things, but, um, I really like the, will a team score three straight times with will either team or both teams score three straight times. I think you lay a lot, you lay like a buck 70 to win, win a hundred, but, um, especially in these super bowls, scoring comes in bunches and, and teams freak out and maybe they're not as prepared in the first or second quarter as they are, uh, you know, towards the end of the game. And, um, I kind of like that one. It's a fun one to root for. Uh, it's like it's like drafting quarterbacks in bunches. Like yeah. All of a sudden, there's a run. Like, oh my god, we got to score. They scored. Now I understand what they're doing. I got to make decisions. I can't play this game to a zero-zero tie. I'm actually going to have to get in the end zone or kick a field goal. That's exactly right. That's a, that's how I look at it. But um, yeah. Aside from that, what is what are some of your favorite props? I mean, you- well, there's a. Um, there's a dilly dilly prop. How many yes. times will you hear the phrase dilly dilly? That's yeah. at 12 and a half, I think. Um, there is a will pink show cleavage prop. Um, and believe it or not, we did some pretty extensive research on this. <laughs> and you have to go back to Super Bowl 32 with Jewel to right. um, get someone who showed cleavage during the national anthem. You know, we've really come a long way since this time's up movement, but that, like that, 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 that's a prop out there. <laughs> we've really learned a lot. guys. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Oh unbelievable. my God. I, I hate myself right now. for even <laughs> no, bringing That's it up. all right. That's okay. No. Um, that's just awful. I also like, um, I would like no overtime. No like overtime. Cool. Yeah. At mine. I think it's at minus 800 right now. Oh, is it eight? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And normally it's at minus a thousand. So I yeah. feel like I'm getting a deal. By the way, that, yeah, five, seven years ago, that was minus 1200 because, you know, yeah. obviously how many times are they going to get pounded with that? Because it, it never happened. Um, I like, will the game be decided by exactly four and a half points? I say, no, I'm going to go on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Almost impossible. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But, but if um, anybody can figure it out, Belichick and Brady can do it. Yeah. No kidding. They, they will screw somebody over. I also like, um, longest field goal. Uh, over or under 47 yards. Which way are you going? I would go under. Definitely yeah. go under. I feel My, like the longer field goals, um, I know I've forgotten what the price is, but the longer field goals I think is the favorite, and that's basically because of the public. Like the so public that, just thinks yeah. it's going to be long field goals. There was a prop last week. One of the, uh, the members of the Jenner trifecta, my partners on uh, Against yeah. All Odds, said that will there be a 50-yard field goal? And he looked back in the last 28 Conference championship games are only two field goals over 50 yards. And, of course, uh, Lambeau right down the middle. <laughs> 50 was like 53, 54. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I could see the under being uh, – Vinatieri's not in the game, right? So you should be okay. He's, def- he, he's definitely not in the game. Um, but also I just feel like the teams drive deep. And, you know, they're going for touchdowns in this game. It's going to – like both coaches are pretty aggressive – um, so, so from a historical perspective and from a game plan perspective, that's how they play the game. Right. Yeah. Did you, um, do you know, do you know how many in the Brady Super Bowl era, how many Patriot, uh, how many times the Patriots scored a first quarter touchdown in the Super Bowl? I think it's zero. It is exactly zero. Yeah. And so I love, love. Love will the pre- will the Patriots score a touchdown in the first quarter? Obviously, <laughs> I like I'm taking the no in that. But yeah. they have started badly. Look, they started badly against Tennessee, really mm-hmm. badly, and they right. started really badly against the Jags. Um, they are not a team that starts starts hot. 
Yeah, I was talking about it with Simmons. I think just in their games, all almost all their Super Bowls, the second half has been much more entertaining, uh, whether they're on the winning or losing end. Of course, both times against the Giants. Um, we talked about that Carolina game. Carolina fought to get back in it. Um, yeah. Same with the Eagles. I think they were down 10, and then Terrell Owens lit it up, and, and, and they were down three. Obviously, last year, the second half and overtime was better. But, yeah, these games, we should be able to figure something out for the first half uh, based on that. You think, right? Let me yeah. let me switch gears here for a second. Yeah. You said Simmons, and it made me think, like, would he ever bet on the team the Patriots are playing to cover? And then I thought, let's say the Cowboys. I know you're a, a mm. love the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, would you ever bet on the team playing the Cowboys to cover? I mean, that is the prime emotional hedge scenario. I have done it. I've 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 weakened on this. No, I, really I mean have. in the Super Bowl. Oh, like, in the Super Bowl. No. Well, it's funny. I and I don't feel bad bringing this up because I mentioned it on our podcast this morning. Simmons, we. Two weeks ago, uh, or before the Jaguars game, I said, the Patriots are minus 110 to win the Super Bowl. We're going to kick ourselves Sunday night that we don't have this. Let's jump on it. So we did. And then a few days ago, he's like, I'm taking the four and a half. So he he, he basically hedged. He went for the middle uh, in there. And we never, ever hedged. So I, I'm interested to see how this turns out. But, yeah, I, I would do the same thing. I bet like 10 years ago, I was like, no way. I'm not doing I'm never betting against my team. But it doesn't or, or betting – you know, but it really, I'm as devastated as I could be anyway when my team loses. So it doesn't really matter. All right. So, uh, I want to let you go because I know you have to go back to work to produce great comedy <laughs> television, yes. uh, for Jimmy Kimmel. But, um, will you tease or parlay this Super Bowl? Cause I know you have been a long time tease and parlay player. I will probably, uh, tease this and, with the teaser, I could go either way, but I really – I would go Patriots and the over. And it's so boring, and it's so square. But, you know, there are points scored in the, in the Super Bowl, and the Patriots win Super Bowls. And I really don't want to overanalyze it beyond that. All right. Cause, uh, listen, that's exactly the right thing to do, right? I mean, like – We can both be right, yeah. Let's not get too deep. Like, yeah. it's a fucking bet. Like, right. this is what could happen. Chances are – like the Patriots could win and a lot of points could be scored. Yeah. And I don't like the Patriots. So I'd be ha happy to write the check. That's the other thing. <laughs> all right. Cousin Sal against all odds is the podcast. Uh, everyone should watch Jimmy Kimmel for your um, brilliant appearances and all the other comedy you do there. They can follow you on Twitter. They can listen to you with Simmons. You're like a kind of like a media empire. Yeah, that's me, the media empire. Right now I'm going back to write uh, jokes about um, some uh, uh, porcupine that's about to be on Jimmy's show where <laughs> we have an animal segment. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where, right. That's where the I'm media empire is going. <laughs> I'm working at a website where we write about whether or not Pinkish is going to show any cleavage. It's like, there you go. <laughs> this guy's trying to get by. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for having right, me on, buddy. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Talk to you later. Scooch, we've had such a jam-packed show already. We had the props contest winner. Arash Sadat. We've had the very famous Cousin Sal. I think it's time to get down to some action. Okay, let's do it. This has been a crazy roller coaster ride of a point spread here because, you know, even before the Vikings Eagles game was over, it was opening Patriots six and a half. Then it like got adjusted to six. And then before the night was over, it was at five and a half. And now we're at four and a half and four in some places. When you and I spoke last week, um, 
we didn't even, we didn't know if this was going to go down lower than five, and then within 24 hours, it was lower than five. Yeah, I, well, we did say that the likelihood of it going down was pretty great, and I think that's when you actually made your wager and you said you were going to get that five and a half right now. That's true, uh, I did. I and, and yeah, we were close to moving it on live. We were close to doing a a, a line move, but but we didn't line quite change. <laughs> <laughs> but but we were the first to go to four because we went to four. Um, I want to say it was like Thursday, and then my phone lights were you know blowing up from everybody in in the media that wanted to know you know we were the first to go to four and how come we went to four and the whole thing. So uh, and we've been at four ever since. We never went we never went back. So uh, now there's quite a few fours out there and a few few four and a halves. Do you think it will go to three and a half? I was, you know what? I, I took a pretty big bet at plus four uh, yesterday and I was tempted uh, to, to move it, but I just moved the money. I went to uh, plus four minus 15 and immediately when I went there, I took a, a $9,000 bet and $8,000 bet on the Patriots at minus four, minus all five, like immediately. So that told me that that might be a little bit of the point of resistance, which is the first time I've gotten that since we hung the initial six and a half. You know, every time we move the line down, I kept waiting for that, you know, immediate pop on the Patriots on somebody that was just looking for a number and we never got it. So that's why the number just kept drifting down until we till we got to that point where somebody just said, hey, the, the line's too low. Let me let me bet something big on the Patriots. And uh, it, it really wasn't until we went to minus four, minus oh five, where we got, you know, that immediate bang, bang, bang of, of you know, nice sized bets. And so do you feel like. The money is starting to even out a little bit. Are you getting sort of closer to 50-50 action? Because I know for a while it was like very heavy money on the Eagles. Yeah, it, it started. It's not quite 50-50 yet, it's, but it's much more than it was during the first week that we had this lineup. Um, it's one of the Super Bowls where I've just seen the most lopsided action in the first week in many years. I mean, um, it, even the, even the Super Bowl where the Broncos played the uh, the Seahawks and we opened that game of pick'em and and closed as high as the the Broncos minus two and a half almost minus three, all that money came pretty late in the two week period. Uh, it was kind of rare that we got this much action during the first week. Like you mentioned, even the first day we hung it and then causing that big of a line change in just the first couple of days of the line being up. So. Um, it was all Eagles for the first week. Uh, the weekend actually slowed down. Saturday, Sunday, very little action. I think most of the people that were betting were betting on basketball and and you know just kind of taking it easy, waiting for this week. And then uh, starting Monday, uh, the action started picking up again. And uh, I, I mean, now it's really starting to come in. Uh, I would say now we're at the point where it's about sixty percent Eagles and forty percent Patriots. And are you starting to see a lot more action on the Patriots at four, or is it yeah. now just sort of okay? Yeah, we've gotten more at four than we had, uh, you know, at any other number. But you know, I, I guess that's to be expected, the lowest number. But um, and, and the money line, not as much uh, Patriots money line as I expected. You know, we we went down to minus a dollar eighty on the Patriots money line, and uh, you know, even when we were the lowest in town, we weren't getting that much. Patriots money line action, and so what are that you are you still getting a lot of Eagles 
money line action? Um, yeah, I mean the, the the ticket counts about uh, four to one Eagles to Patriots on on the money line, and that's kind of typical though. I mean, every underdog usually gets more on the money line in terms of ticket count. People that want to see them win, uh, they know they can get more than even money, and they don't have to lay you know one ten, and there's no points involved. They just want them to win the game. So so that's a lot of pretty much square action. Uh, just a reminder. Um, that this weekend at Action Network HQ, we are doing our Chalk Talk Super Bowl pregame show. It's everything you like about pregame shows and none of the blah, 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 boring stuff. So like no sappy features, no empty analysis about who's going to win. We're only talking about betting. Pure 100% Betting. That's it. That's all she wrote. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to come on 30 minutes before that. We're going to come on at 5 p.m. Eastern for 30, 30 minutes at Action Network HQ. We're going to come on at halftime. We're going to come on after the game. It's going to be me. It's going to be Jeff Schwartz, former NFL lineman, uh, current host on NFL radio, who's been on the podcast before. It's going to be Big Cat from Barstool um, and a host of other sort of fun things. Everyone should be checking it out at Action Network HQ on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, what do you think of this guy who's running around town making the multi-million dollar bets on the Eagles? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, we were experiencing it during uh, the, the World Series before we um, all the press came out about you know, what he was doing. Uh, we had taken some big bets at one of our properties on some of the MMA fights and we lost on 90% of them. And we said, whoever this guy is, he's, he was pretty sharp or pretty lucky. And then the same guy was rolling over tickets on the world series. And again, we just figured, okay, we, we get a lot of people that they win big and they just roll over a ticket and they just keep rolling it over and see how much they can let it ride. Uh, but this guy had a streak that we hadn't seen in a long time, and he was taking some pretty big tickets and just rolling them over game one of the World Series, game two of the World Series, and he went, uh, I forgot what it was, 6-0, and 5-0, and whatever it was. He, he, he didn't play the last game of the World Series for whatever reason, so he quit, he quit while he was ahead. And uh, now the word was out that he was trying to bet, uh, you know, millions on the Eagles. So... Maybe he got a lot of that money already down that caused a lot of that early uh, line move down. I'm not sure exactly how much he got down, uh, but uh, he, he's on quite a run. That's all. I don't know much about him, but uh, he's on quite a run. As an Eagles better at this point, should I feel good or bad? Like, should I feel, you know, it's an interesting game, right? Because I think that most sharp betters, and I am not doing a backhanded compliment to myself, um, would prefer to play against the public. And in this case, the money and the tickets have all been coming in on the Eagles. And some is like, is it sharp money that's coming in on the Eagles? Should I feel good that I'm on the Eagles a plus five and a half from a sort of wisdom of the crowd perspective with relation to some of the better betters? Like, how should I feel about this guy being on the Eagles and the money moving that way? I mean, historically, you, you shouldn't feel too good because we typically when everybody's on one side like that, it's usually, you know, it goes the other way. But 
I, I, this is an odd game because it moved so much from six and a half down to four. So if you were to say, I laid minus five on the Patriots when the line was six and a half everywhere, you'd say, wow, I got a good line. But you don't feel too good about it now because now the line's down to four. So it can, it can work both ways. Uh, um, I don't know that this is a, a that a lot of this Eagles money is sharp money in terms of professional money. I know early on we got some sharp bets when there was fives around town and we were at five and a half, and that you know that could just be a guy shopping a number, not so much that he's got such a great opinion on the game. And, and there's lots of Super Bowls where the wise guys really don't weigh in or have that great of an opinion. You know, just because it's the Super Bowl doesn't mean that the professional handicappers really love the game. You know, they have a particular ratings on how much they think there's value in a number, and it really doesn't matter whether it's, you know, Wagner playing Ryder in college baskets or whether it's the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter to them. The only difference is they, they're able to bet a lot larger amounts in this game. So um, I don't know. This is this is an odd game in terms of the, the, the you know, the point movement. And I, I, I want to say a lot of it is just a lot of it's the public that just can't stand seeing the Patriots in it again. And it's almost like wishful thinking, like this is the team that's going to knock the Patriots down. And I, I've kind of take straw polls around town. Every time I'm talking with somebody about the game, I ask them who I like and nobody seems to say the Patriots. <laughs> so it's really, it's, it's really lopsided in, in the, the court of the public opinion. You know, everyone just wants to see the Eagles win. It is. It is absolutely stunning. Um, all right, Scooch, we talked about the game. Um, let's go to our picks, man. I just got to get <laughs> okay. there. I can't all wait right. another second. Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Uh, I, listen, I've been blatantly obvious that I'm on the Eagles at plus five and a half. Um, I like that to remain my scooter led pick because I made it, I bet on it, I bet it on the podcast last week and I don't, um, think I should be beholden to the new number because I bet it in a very public way. Yep. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I could appreciate that. I, I think I'm going to have to go the opposite way and go with the Patriots minus four. Um, I mean, the lines come down significantly from what we originally made it. Uh, and, and like we talked a little bit about last week, that's largely because of one game against the Vikings. And I hate I hate putting so much stock into just one game. And, and we we're saying it's almost a field goal difference uh, based on how they just played against uh, the Vikings. And, you know, I, I, Patriots are the Patriots. And we've said that a million times, too. You don't get rich betting against the Patriots. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to have to go with them, and I don't know if that's just because we just need them so so badly, but I'm going to go with them. So do you think I should try to middle it at Patriots minus four? Is there enough of an opportunity like of it landing on five that it's worth the money to me? I, I don't think so. Of course, I, I remember saying that to somebody when the Vikings played the Saints, and I said, ah, don't worry about five. Five's a dead number. And, of yeah. course, we all, <laughs> we all know what happened in that game. Uh, but, boy, that's just so specific to try and uh, middle it just to get on five. I'd almost wait till well, if you can, some in-progress wagering and see if, 
you know, if the the Eagles jump out to a three nothing lead or something, there's probably a lot more opportunity to to hedge in that situation. Ooh, I uh, like the way you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And, you know, and it's odd the way that they're betting certain specific parts of this game. Like they're pounding the Patriots minus a half in the fourth quarter. Uh, minus is it opened up at plus oh five and now it's minus one twenty. Yet they're pounding the Eagles in the first half at plus two and a half. And early on, they, they were actually able to get plus three. So they're betting very specific Eagles to jump out to a lead and then Patriots uh, to come back. So I guess, I mean, we've seen it many times in Super Bowls where the, that's exactly what happens. The Patriots start off very slow and then they come back in the second half. But um, that's how they're betting this one. Scooch, listen, it's been another incredibly successful and exciting year, the least of which is because we launched the podcast on the Action Network, a brand new home for us. We brought in Mike Grinnell as our producer, who's done amazing work bringing some shine and professionalism to this ragtag operation. At some point, sooner rather than later, we're going to move into our office in New York and we'll have a cool podcast studio and... uh, you know, we appreciate everybody sticking with us through sound issues when we first started the podcast. Remember that back in October? That was really tough. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. But listen, just because the season's over doesn't mean you get to stop because now you have to keep coming back because it's <laughs> called The Buffet with Chad and Scooch. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm committed now. Yep. Pot committed, <laughs> as they say. Uh so guess what? This isn't even goodbye. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay. It's been, it's been fun football. We'll have a lot to talk about recapping the game, though. We will. Have a ton. All right, buddy. All right. Good luck this weekend. Thanks a lot. Yeah.